0: i have been going over have about a year, year and a half, so it's the pro- first proper serious relationship. And you're just like, it's so funny, like, listen to all sad music. man loves a woman. And I was just sitting there going, oh, yeah, it's just bloody fate, isn't it, not it? Even the bloody playlist that the hospital knows.
1: This week on Walking the Dog, I went out with Comic, an all-round ray of south-east London sunshine, Rob Beckett. Rob doesn't have a dog, so we took out an adorable Dachshund called Goose, who was originally rehomed by the very brilliant Dogs Trust. And for more information on them, by the way, you can go to dogstrust.org.uk. Rob is honestly one of the nicest and most authentic people I've probably ever come across in show business. And if you're listening, Rob, yes, okay, also one of the funniest too. He showed me around his childhood manor where he still lives. Actually, we went past the house he grew up in. And it felt like going around Penny Lane with Paul McCartney. There was so much local love thrown our way. I really hope you enjoy the walk with Rob as much as I did. And if you did, please rate, review and subscribe on iTunes. And for more info all about Rob's upcoming projects, do go to robbeckettcomedy.com. Anyway, enough about me. Here's Rob. Rob, have you got goose then?
0: I've got goose. Is this a start? Are we started. Well, are you going
1: to take goose? Are you happy with that?
0: What, to walk with her?
1: Yeah. Yeah. To hold the
0: lead? Yeah, I, mean, I think it'll be all right. I think if you gave me a Doberman, I'll be a bit concerned. But I think I should be able to take on... What's this? Sausage dog? It's Dashound? Do Short-haired Dashound. Hey,
1: shall I introduce you?
0: Yes, please.
1: So I'm with the very wonderful Rob Beckett. I'm really thrilled about this. I've been wanting to get this boy for ages. Yeah. He's invited me to... We'd have to say the actual area we're in Yeah, this is
0: uh, South East London. This is. Uh, yeah. So I grew up in Mottenham. So it's a park near Mottenham, very near my house.
1: Sorry, Rob, to interrupt. What's going on here?
0: This is like a personal training session, I think, from a man either in the army or he uh, just wears army clothes.
1: Yeah, he's got combat gloves, um,
0: Yeah, they're doing like a boot camp. For there's a boot camp, so basically, it set the scene. Yeah. There's a clubhouse being built, a tennis courts, yeah. a school. I used to go to that school. Oh, did you? Well, my first year, so five I was, my mum um, went to parents' evening and the teacher said, right, where should we start with Rob? He's never going to be a high flyer. Why don't you pop down early learning centre and get him some <laughs> shapes and colours and number books? <laughs> and my mum went, "Who beep, do you think you are? Telling me that my five-year-old won't be high flyer. so she took me out of that school and went to another one. Oh, did she? Straight after that parents' evening.
1: Come on, Goose. Right, oh, Rob, shall we introduce the dog yeah, as well? Yes, sorry. So Stop we should say. Me. No, Rob doesn't have a dog. No. Which we'll get on to the reasons why. Yes. So today we've taken out Goose.
0: Goose is very cute. Who's
1: the sausage dog slash dash dashound? Dashound. From the Dogs Trust. Yes. And, and Goose has been rehomed now. That music you can hear is Builders, I think.
0: They're loving life. Yeah. It's the morning of the England World Cup semi-final. Yeah. So there's a lot of weird tension at the moment, I think, around the country.
1: Yeah, there is, isn't so, there?
0: I think people are doing weird things to... Goose ain't having it, isn't
1: it? <laughs> what do you make of Goose so far? Tell me your first impressions of this Tinder date. Well,
0: as soon as I saw Goose, I was like, that is the cutest dog I've ever seen. Yeah. Hopefully she's already been re- rehomed because I'll want her. But then after five minutes, I'm like, God, it's a pain, in it? <laughs> It, I've already got two kids that won't let me walk. Now Goose is... So what do you do? do you, what happens on a dog walk? Do you let the dog go where it was? <laughs> or do you stick to it? Because I'm... I don't know what... At the moment... Have
1: you, have you ever taken a dog on a dog I've walk? I've never taken
0: a dog for a dog walk. My, is this
1: your first dog walk? It's walk? my first dog walk. I'm really excited. Yeah, I
0: know. It's quite intense one. I, I'm mic'd up. There's three people following <laughs> us. Definitely. And England are playing later. <laughs> but Goose, how did Goose, Goose get a name? Did she get the name from the dog I mean, trust? Shall we ask
1: the dog's trust lady? How did Goose get the name Goose? She came
0: into a litter of puppies and they were all named um, different fruits. So she was Gooseberry. Oh. Just shortened it to Goose. Oh, Goose. Oh, so if okay. you couldn't
1: hear that, the dog's trust lady just said she was called Gooseberry yeah. and, from a litter and, and then they shortened it to and Goose. And you said
0: she was smuggled in? Okay, I thought she might have been the co-pilot. <laughs> that's why she's called goose. But <laughs> she's really lovely. Oh, I really like.
1: Lo- Did you have dogs growing up, Rob?
0: No. My mum hates animals. Like, Does she? Oh yeah. My mum's like my mum hates anything that sort of involves outside. Like, you know, outside activities like dog walking or we went, um, oh that's a massive shit, isn't it? That is longer than the dog. <laughs> that's too big, isn't it? What's the protocol here <laughs> then? Have I got to do that? Have you ever had a life? Dirt before, on the show. Well, that was a media, wasn't it?
1: When I did the podcast, I was a dog's
0: trust lady going in for it. Dog trust began I feel like I should do it.
1: When I did the, okay. I um, did the next one. When I did the podcast with Lee Mack and the dog did a poo, Lee Mack won't call the police. <laughs> he was genuinely
0: terrified. Was oh. like, I don't know, how you can put up with this. I've got kids, and have I've, I've seen them do those.
1: So go on, so your mum, and yeah, this so was in Mottingham, is it? Mottingham, yeah. yeah, so
0: they were, grew up in Peckham and stuff like that, so we're, we're very london even though we moved out to, like, Zone 3, it was very london very london London, South East London, working-class ethics, we never went camping, yeah. and we went once, and we, it was a 15-minute drive from our house, and every <laughs> at night my mum come home and went to bed, and had a shower, and then come up the next day. <laughs> so just me and my dad and brothers were in the tent. <laughs>
1: Can I say I have real respect for your mum? I well, would have done she, that yeah. as
0: well. Big Suze does whatever she wants when she wants.
1: And did your mum work, Rob? Was she a mum, basically? She, she was, was a mum at the maker. start.
0: She was an Avon lady and then she got a job. She an Avon lady? That's an Avon brilliant. Lady. She got a job in, where'd she work? She worked in uh, Alpington College. so like as Come, a, on Goose. A Come on, Goose. Goosey. She's a bit nervous, isn't she?
1: I know, but I feel I have a kinship with her because I'm short-legged as She's, well. She
0: knows. I've got no idea what I'm doing. She can sense it. Do you
1: think she, sm- do you think she smells incompetence? Oh, she, can, she
0: can smell incompetence like no <laughs> one's business. So, it's as long as we can smell something else after what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> can you go right that? They've changed all this. The park used to be over there and now they've got a massive park. Right.
1: Look at this. What's going on? here? There's a changed. kids' playground here, it is, isn't it? Yeah.
0: I think we can do a right in a minute and get to so the... So go room. on,
1: so tell me about the parents. So, so you've got Sue is... Uh, my mum. Miss, Mrs. Beckett. Mrs.
0: Beckett. And then my dad, Dave. He was a lorry driver until he tipped a lorry and fractured his skull. No. And then he, to, he got uh, made redundant <laughs> for tipping the lorry. And then um, he's a, a cab driver.
1: But that must have been and frightening, Rob, things. when he fractured his skull.
0: He, was I was really young, but my yeah. dad's very get on with it type of person should we do it right down here yeah shall we yeah. this way we'll go through the woods we'll follow you and did you ever go in the cab with him yeah he used to when I first started coming he used to pick me up after gigs did he? and stuff which was uh, Andy and yeah we also yeah we always just go in the cab and a lot of men him driving me around on his lorry and stuff as well
1: and you had four through, yeah.
0: brothers four brothers yeah so my dad was married before so I've got three older one younger Oh, right, OK. So but all you all lived, did you all live together? Not all, no. I live with two of them, but because they're a lot older, the two eldest. Right. So I've got one who's six years older, and then another one who's like... I've got a brother who's like 52. Really? Yeah, so I'm 32. Yeah, so he's like 20 years older. Yeah, so they're, they're all quite spread.
1: So growing up in, like, a big family like that? Yeah. Like Jonathan Ross. I'm not saying it's similar, but, you know, he was not far from this part of the world and had, like, a, yeah. like a load of brothers and... Do you think that makes you an extrovert? Do you think that makes you kind of like um, like you're almost prepping for panel shows from a really young
0: age? 100%. You've got to fight to be heard. And if you don't fight, you're just not heard. Yeah. And also a very big extended family, like aunties and uncles and cousins. Everyone's mouthy, everyone's funny, and everyone's like got a funny story, everyone wants to be looked at, everyone's an attention seeker. So like you just had to fight sort of for attention. Yeah. So I've got massive middle child syndrome. And have I think you? ADHD.
1: Well, it was interesting because I read an interview with you once and you were so it might have been you being interviewed or something and you were just saying how when you did jobs, which we'll get on to all the jobs you did before comedy, but you could charm the boss. Oh, yeah. And so you sort of blagged it because of that, but actually you couldn't sit down and
0: do the work. Oh, no, I was terrible. In an office, I'd be awful at it. Yeah, I was very good at making it... i would very good at make, getting in an interview and doing well and making everyone mm. sort of quite like me. Mm. So that... Because I knew I didn't have the ability to do the job. So I thought, if they all like me, at least they'll either help me or take pity on me. <laughs> and it got it got to the end, though. Bless it. My, I'm still friends with her now, my boss, my old boss. Which job
1: was this, though? Because you did worked, a few.
0: I worked at an event management company putting on events, organising corporate events, right? So yeah. I'd bring up an hotel and go, I need a room. Can I have a jug of orange juice? Oh, it's going to be eight quid. I'll give you six. <laughs> all right, deal, seven. That was my job. <laughs> Hated it. And then because I was doing comedy it was going quite well it was like gigs and stuff yeah. I had to miss stuff in the day to do auditions and writing and, yeah. and I used to say to my boss I've got an audition I need some time off she was like when I'm like uh, yeah, this afternoon <laughs> you know it's like stuff comes in last minute she went well you can't I went well I'm going to I'm going to go and then they sort it out tomorrow then they just said you better leave
1: were you ambitious Rob?
0: not at all until I started doing comedy literally just floating along getting drunk basically just, I was an absolute yeah just boozing boozing I feel, I feel like a bit, I would have gone down the Frank Skinner route, but I, I, I found out I wanted to do comedy earlier than a What, well, the kind of
1: waking up on the Central Reservation? Yeah,
0: exactly. But I um, only had a text, I started at 23. All right. Doing comedy, so I've been doing it nine, yeah, nine years. I think I'm dyslexic, so there's a lot of dyslexia in my family. My brother's yeah. been diagnosed with it. my dad's got it, my niece. and I think I've got it, but I've got such strong coping mechanisms from, you know, dealing with stuff verbally. So I'll just ring someone, even now, when everyone texts and... I'll just ring and sort stuff out that way. So I just relied on that. Yeah. But yeah, I wasn't very academic. I can't sit down. I'm just get so bored. So Filling out a form fills me with absolute horror. <laughs> Does it? And I hate it. And I, don't, I can't sit down and write an essay. I don't really care and stuff. So yeah, I wasn't very academic at all. But I work really... I've always been a hard worker. Even if I weren't very good, I always did my best. So you're, would you describe yourself as like a grafter. 100% more yeah. than anything. Well, since now, for the last nine years, I've done five gigs a week. Went non-stop and i just it's about four years of my life yeah i've got no pop culture references because all i did was comedy <laughs> it, or sleep
1: it's basically like you're in a coma
0: i, it, I, I swear <laughs> my life it, that's how it feels like honestly things pop up and never like you know like I go, no, absolutely the olympics the <laughs> london olympics i don't know I, if you, I, I don't know anything about that i don't i didn't watch the opening ceremony the closing, i didn't watch any of it because i was knee deep in comedy honestly i've got no idea I love that you miss whole chunks. Yeah. Oh look, there's a dog here. Oh, it's a big dog. Look, it's a nice big. Wupter, so we, isn't we it? should
1: explain, shouldn't we? There's a lovely
0: dog. Hello. What kind of dog is that? <laughs> hello. You're right. Is he a bit scared? Oh. It's, it's you have to say hello. It's oh. Tends to lunge a bit, so oh he lunges cool. a bit. Oh, I know
1: men like that. Friendly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all we all have ones like that.
0: Who's this
1: then? This is Goose. Oh God! Look. Goose.
0: It's big big boy to lunge, isn't it? <laughs> See, what? I don't know the etiquette of this. Well, when they lunge? dogs sniffing each other. All I think of is this is gonna be a fight. All I think is it's gonna kick off, and all of a sudden I'm covered in blood with two dead dogs, Usually and then that's the, what's gonna be in the paper.
1: You think it's like lock, stock? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Just check out. My
0: only experience of dogs growing up was staffs. What makes that dog?
1: He- what, mate?
0: <laughs> what was that? It's a golden retriever. A golden retriever? It's bigger, though, isn't it, for a golden Are retriever? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> is small? Is Oh, I don't know. Is that small for gold? I thought it was quite big.
1: Yeah. yeah. Nice to meet you. bye Cheers, bye-bye. bye-bye.
0: I mean, she said it was a golden retriever. No, I've got to be honest. I've never seen a golden retriever like that. It had hair like Annie. <laughs> it was bright <blonde> Ginger. It <laughs> had yeah. a head as big as my entire chest. That dog's head was massive. It was about two foot tall. Is that is dumb. That's a, that's some sort of like she's been she's sold a mongrel. And also, it turns yes, out. Like, oh no, he's fine. He just stops and lunges at people. What kind of? That's not what a dog does. Stops and lunges. That is <gasps> not okay.
1: It's an issue that if a human did that, you wouldn't just accept it as one of
0: their quirks, would you? No. Yeah, imagine that. If I'm just walking along with you and then we see another group of people and I have to hold you back and go, don't mind her, she just sort of lashes out. She's a lasher lash her out. It's fine, though. It's just only when she sees people, she lashes out. Goose is a bit nervous, so let's keep her away yeah. from these sort of lungy bastards. They're all... <laughs> so I've...
1: Do you think you have also. got ADHD?
0: Yeah, I think so. Or yeah, I'm, I'm hyperactive. I'm just hyperactive. I can't. I can't stop. I, I I had to go to a speech therapist because I just mumble and I still do a bit now. where I say words so quickly. Because there's so much to get out, and then I don't listen to people, Emily, at all. All I'm doing is thinking of something else. Or Lou t- my wife tells me about it all the time. Where I'm just not listening. She's like, You're just not listening to me. And I go, I'm not. Am I? I can't <laughs> help it. And I d- yeah, so it's like my b- brain just jumps onto next thing next thing. Like so that's why when I'm doing stand up, I'm sort of talking, but you're formulating the next I'm working out about eight different things as I'm doing it because so it sort of helps with that well you've got racing thoughts yeah so
1: it's that thing of you're constantly thinking of the next does, does that make you kind of impatient when people are talking sometimes do you think do you sort of think why is it
0: taking you so long I've got to save my life now if someone's not funny I cannot I can't <laughs> spend any time with them. I'm not you think I'm going to sit here and have a chat and you've not got a punchline at the end of that anecdote? What, this is a wait. Why am I wasting my time? This conversation's pointless. There's absolutely. Unless I'm getting information I need, like where's the shops there? Great, that's fine. I don't need a bit of banter for that. But if we're just sitting down <laughs> chatting or going for a drink, how's it going? Yeah, it's all right. We're just uh, we're buying the house, just waiting for the surveyor to come through. What do you want me to do with that? That's not fun, is it? So I've got a lot harsher recently. I'm just like cut, no, I'm cutting you? people out. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like, we've looked. Because, especially quite like with the kids, that. we have is to have NCT, go to NCT. Oh, yeah. So, have a look on this map and see where we can go.
1: Oh, yeah, let's have a look at the map. Um, oh, Rob, I well, like looking on that. You know, it's very 70s. People don't really do that anymore. We'll look on they? a map, yeah. Yeah.
0: Come here, Goose. Come on, Goosey. Goose's a bit nervous of maps. Bloody millennial. Should- <laughs> <laughs> In Victor Close is where I grew up. Tell you what, let's go down there. Yeah. Let's do a lap. Yeah. All that, and then yeah. we'll come back round to where I used to live.
1: Oh, I'd love yeah? that. I'd love go to see down your there old around. house. So, go on, yeah. So, the NCT people.
0: Yeah. So oh, yeah. So, they're lovely. Like, but, but it's just hard because you can't, like. You not I, I don't. It's hard to say. You don't want anyone listening there. you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, uh, I just. It's hard, though, because, like, you're not going to get on with everyone. So, if you meet, like, eight new people. I know. Like, and then sometimes you're like, powers of people with kids, and you're like, oh, God. Like, because you can't choose who your, friends kid, your kids are friends with. But I just no. get very frustrated if I'm chatting to someone they're not funny. Everyone in my house is funny, like my, all my family are. So yeah. like, if, if, it's not, if we're not laughing at the end of the, com- uh, end of the sentence, what are we doing? <laughs> what, is, what are we getting at? What we... Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I don't it, need it, my ego sort of, like, massaged by saying a sound of really interesting political point. And goes, oh, yeah, well done. I, I don't care. Just, I just want to have a laugh and go to bed. I don't... That's why like, the worst thing comics do is when they start getting political. Because they get to a point where you do well yeah. and you're really funny, and then like, they, go, they start going, oh, let's change the world now. No! <laughs> Just be funny! No <laughs> one cares! I want to be taken seriously. Why? Why have we got the best job in the world and we don't have to be? When
1: you were growing up, Rob, yeah. do you remember the point at which you thought, I remember asking Matt Lucas this, about when you realised you were funny, and he said he remembered being with a bunch of school friends, and mm. doing impressions of the teachers, and everyone laughing, and him having that sense of, okay, this is good,
0: yeah. you know? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, well it's hard, everyone in my family's funny, like we're always being funny in love. so I didn't really know, I knew I was sort of, we were all funny, but I didn't, like, at school... You know, I didn't really feel much funnier than anyone else. What I did used to do is, people used to watch comedy and then used to quote it at school as like their own bit of banter, and I'd be like, that's Lee Evans, that's Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Because I was absolutely obsessed. I used to record VHSs off of the telly, my combi telly, onto a mini-disc and listen to comedy when I went to sleep. Yeah. So it's, I think that helped my timing, because it's sort of just in my brain.
1: Would you be the person at the... At the sort of, I'm imagining this... Big dinner table and lots of noise, and your, the boys. Well, it's not even a dinner table, it's just well, where what? you could
0: find a space. <laughs> it was on the floor, on the sofa, in the hallway, where your head popped round the door because it was a small front room. <laughs> the door was always open, so people would come in and come out, and it was always rammed, you know.
1: Yeah. But that's a nice environment to grow up in. Oh, I
0: love it, yeah. Well, that's the thing, like, it's a cl- this is a cl- class thing where. I could just go around to someone else I know, growing up, and just knock on the door, hello, you are right, and just walk in, right? Because only when I met my wife, I realised that's socially not acceptable. For middle-class people, you have to pre-arrange, you've got to go, like, you can't just turn up. And then I I was writing this episode thing in a sitcom, and I had a chat with the BBC, and I said, "Yeah, so." and then the vacation went, but there's people just sort of turning up at the caravan, right? Should they just be able to just, just... It's a bit weird, why are they just all just walking in and go... That's what people do, and then she's like, Well, don't you think we should set this up so people know that that's a thing? I was like, No, because people know there's <laughs> not enough working class people in telly to know that that's a thing, so I don't need to telegraph it because everyone at home knows that that's what happens. Well, that's
1: but that's quite nice having that sense of sort of community, though, isn't it? Yeah, just,
0: yeah, no, it was lovely. I loved it, yeah. and that's what I want our house to yeah. be like. People just come round, and I don't know where they're going now, I think we've missed a loop.
1: Okay, it's all right, Rob, let's not panic. i tell you,
0: we can go this way, get back to where I, I used to uh, live, shall we? Do you want to do that? Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea love like, everyone just piling I in. I like a busy house, not a tidy house. A ti- I remember when I first moved out, I'd put something down because I shared a flat with like, one two other people. Hello, mate, you all right? And I'd put like, something down on the table. If it was still there when I got <laughs> home, I'd freak out because I'd never lived in a house like that. I could, I could go to sleep in the middle of Spaghetti Junction, right? I, could, I remember I used to share it with my brother. My dad would just walk in at like, midnight where he'd been working. I'd go, like, like, oh, my brother would come in at one in the morning and start playing FIFA. And I'm in bed. And I go, mum, you i will shut up. I mean,
1: I think that makes you, I don't know, I think people from big families, they tend to be quite well adjusted. <laughs> I mean, not always.
0: Well, you don't get very everything Very screwed way, up yeah. people,
1: but, but I just think when there's a lot of you and you have to muck in, particularly if I'm honest, when there's not much, you know, when it's not a hugely privileged. No, no, yeah. yeah no.
0: Well, like, it wasn't, we weren't I mean, in poverty, of, but no, we, we didn't have a lot of money. And I didn't realise that until I met other people. In
1: the yeah. Poverty. I would describe your childhood as happy, from what you've said. Oh,
0: brilliant. Yeah. You, know, like, you know, you say like you didn't have, it wasn't as privileged, not enough money, but like I didn't know, it. all my mates were the same. We were actually the ones that had done well out of our family, because like, Mottingham quite, is quite close to Chiselhurst, which is quite rich. So we were in like the posh bit. My mum used to still write West Chiselhurst in our address.
1: And you were saying when we met when we, were, when we met here, you said you were trying to, trying to describe the kind of area this is. Like it feels quite villagey and well-to-do. It's weird,
0: it's sort of like, people. It's a lot of, there's no proper train station. It's a bit hidden away, the train stations around yeah. here. So it's a lot of builders live around here, or people that made their money and they don't have to commute, if you know what I mean.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh, I see, bit almost robbers if they don't have an office. <laughs> yeah, to go or the
0: tax returns. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it's just a bit like a bit buildering, self-made. Expect- it's a bit like Brentwood in Essex. Yeah, yeah, which is
1: yeah. Less. That's yeah. exactly what it's like. A bit yeah. like
0: everyone's a bit of a geezer. Well, we've got a pram behind oh, us. Should we let her
1: pass. I'm so sorry. After you,
0: sorry. Right.
1: So education-wise, yeah. what point did you think? How old were you when you sort of thought you used to watch these videos and you knew you were funny? Yeah. And you had, I have a theory that I call it, the look at me gene. So yeah. some people have it and yeah. some people, and you know, instantly when you meet them, some yeah. people aren't even doing look at me jobs, but they've got the look at me gene. Yeah.
0: Well, like, I used to wander around the office, just basically doing some comedy at people, to stand up and stuff. But I didn't realize I was doing that until, and like, in the pub I was just pathetic. The <laughs> absolute <laughs> pathetic, look at me, love me. I need attention, lunatic. You know, the uh, idiot. Lynch, you know that Arianople sketch for the guy in the office, with like the wacky tar, like, Oh like, that's me. <laughs> That was me in an office.
1: Anything <laughs> for attention.
0: Yeah. But then yeah. basically, because I, I when I grew up, no one did anything in the arts or creative, right? So it was like grow up in like, be a taxi driver or I used to work at the Columbia Road Flower Market with my brother or you got a trade. all my mates are like from around here, like gas fitters or plumbers and stuff like that. But then basically when it got to like eighteen it was t- the, the, the Tony Blair era of Do you wanna go uni? Yeah. <laughs> got the qualification does not matter mate. Which is amazing. So I went to Canterbury and did tourism and got drunk for three years. You did tourism? Tourism, yeah. I oh great degree. It. Oh, it's po- absolutely pointless. Yeah, so but I, did I bet that.
1: you're great at knowing where to get flights. I'm not. I'm hein? good at
0: getting drunk in Canterbury. <laughs> That's my one.
1: So it was essentially that was just sort of putting your life on hold for four years, was it? Or was it just It was because
0: I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. So yeah. I did that, and then I got, and then I just did a series of office jobs. I worked at cricket clubs, in pubs. Yeah. I went travelling around Europe for a bit, and then and then know, it, there's it, a bloke down here, who <laughs> lives down here, who calls himself the Sheriff of Mottingham. <laughs> He's a bit of a local lad in the pubs, and he gets yumped with me because people always say like, "I'm from Mottenham. and he's supposed to be the big lad from. Mottenum.
1: Oh, it's like yeah, <laughs> he's the only look at me. Yeah, look-at-me yeah, exactly. In the village,
0: I know you've ruined it for him. I've absolutely ruined it. So, I tell he's got a look at me, Jim. Right? So basically, yeah. I just loved comedy, right? And then I got dumped by a girl, right? You know, oh, your first dumping, and then you just really like depressed and low. Yeah. You know, it's awful. Isn't it? It's how like, old actually, were you then? Twenty-one i have been going out for about a year, year and a half. So it's pro- first proper serious relationship, and you're just like, it's so funny. Like this, until sad music. Looking back now, it's hilarious how sad you are. At the time, you think you're going to die. But what was the music? I'd like to know. Your oh, sad no, music. I remember, <laughs> oh no, I remember. Oh no, got that? because I remember I was got going for an appointment somewhere in hospital, sitting there like that, and then you know it's going to end soon. And there was that Percy Sledge so. When a man loves a woman, and I was just sitting there going, oh yeah, it's just bloody fate, isn't it? This is it? Even the bloody playlist at the hospital knows. So, also, yeah. I
1: like that you picked something which is a, a little bit kind of cheesy coffee ad as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that, oh, yeah, but there was loads of others, but anyway... And so why did she dump you? I hate her. Well, what's funny was, it was because I wasn't ambitious enough. No she <laughs> Well, yeah, because, well, she just got a sales job and was earning decent money in town, but I didn't want to do that. I've never been bothered about money, really. I've never had it, so I don't. But I, I knew I'd be all right. Well, you've never had it. The thought of never having it don't really scare you. Yeah. Because you never yeah, had yeah, yeah. all right? You get such a nice response, don't you, Rob, around here? Yeah, they're all nice people. England are doing well in the cup, aren't they? But it Wait seems it nice, out.
1: though, because it's not that kind of... It feels respectful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like you're sort of Lord of the Manor, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Rather than, no, ah, legend, i tell you, Right, we're on the main road now. Yes, yeah, so the main so we're road, going so we'll do a right to... in a minute. This
0: is where I grew up.
1: Oh, my God, I'm so but excited about, about that. Comp- tell me about that girl, though. Go on. I oh, yeah, finish, so, yes, yes. Right, no, so, no, she
0: just had a sales trip in London, and she yeah. was like... Well, to be fair, we weren't very well matched anyway. It it wasn't anything horrible. She was just like, oh, we stopped working out. But when it's the first person you've gone out with, you get really upset. So anyway, I was just like, I remember, I don't know know why I did it. I just emailed up the Creek Comedy Club and said, oh, can I do a spot? He went, yeah, this weekend. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, I don't know if I should do it or not. And I remember waiting to pick my brother up from the train station. That Swift song, Ask, come on. Oh, yeah. Shyness is nice. Shyness can stop you. Because I was very anxious and shy as a child were you yeah yeah so i've had to work very hard to just convince myself i'm confident and now act confident uh, yeah so that asked me shyness is nice but shyness can stop you doing what you want to do so yeah i'm gonna go and do it so <laughs> i went yeah i'll do it and then i got there and i had two pints at interval that song came on in the interval and then when i did the gig and then when i didn't have a summer polo on my last tour my mate my support lloyd just put shuffle on his phone that song came on oh really so that song's been following me about okay so yeah it's
1: interesting you said you were shy when you were growing up though because now i'm I've got this impression of you being, like, noisy, bustling, big family of boys. Yeah.
0: So the shy thing, what was that? Um, I was, outside I was, of home? Oh, or? yeah, more outside of home. Yeah. But I was quite fat as a kid, which doesn't help. Yeah. It's the only thing, you just grow up and get more confident as you grow up. And also, as well, round here, I love it round here, but it's all like, can you fight or can you play football and have you got a Rolex? That's, like, the three things that make a pat mad. And there's no space for anything else, really. Like a couple of my mates, Danny and Logs, last year well, they didn't know what a podcast or Uber was. <laughs> not that they don't get them. I didn't even know what it was. And I'm like, Are You you it, Like. So as soon as I left this area, it's a bit of a weird bubble. Yeah, I,
1: I like them because they're like sort of um 65 year old men. Yeah, that that's what's
0: great. That's what you do like round here, yeah. you get old quick, you know, not in right. a sense of word, but like, you sort of get your house, you you'd sort of settle into the same routine as what your parents did and stuff. But then you settle down quite young, haven't you? Because how old are Not you? Not by my family standards. <laughs> really? No, no. I'm, yeah, I'm 32.
1: And, and yeah, you been married about
0: four or five years. And you've got two kids? Yeah, yeah. But it's, I'm, I'm, I'm very... If I know... Very, I've got, I trust my gut. And if I know it's right, I'll just make the decision. I, don't, I won't ever go, what will people think? Or is this the right time? Because I, I proposed to Lou. Shit, I didn't have any money. I was skinned... Absolutely skin Renting a terrible flat in New Cross She was paying, She was a breadwinner for about three years When I was doing comedy And how did you meet Lou? That's your wife I went and worked in office we Worked in office together And then she left to be a teacher And I left yeah. to do comedy
1: And did you just get a really good feeling about her? Did you get that? Like...
0: Oh yeah exactly You just, start, you just know And then I, was like, I remember I was on a train up to Manchester And I saw this, like a mum with a little baby I was just left up here
1: Oh, well, here we go. We're going to see Rob's old house. I'm really excited. Yeah. They've extended
0: it though since. Oh November.
1: wow! We're getting this thrown in. This is a bargain. Normally, you don't get this unless you do. Who do you think you are? I'm never doing that. Oh, why not? Because I
0: know I am, and I don't want anyone else to know. <laughs> There's a lot of dark secrets in my family.
1: <laughs> do you think
0: there are? I know there are. <laughs> so the last what? thing I'm going to do was invite BBC round to dig. What sort of dark <laughs> secrets? Well, what, any any dark secrets of family from south-east London.
1: Oh, I understand, That managed yeah. to
0: buy their accounts with us. Oh, <laughs> now, now
1: I really want <laughs> to see that. Who do you think you are?
0: <laughs> I tell you, this is quite funny. That's quite sad. So when I went off two like, moments in comedy... Oh, up here, Goose. Come on, Goose. But, well, I remember when I first went to Edinburgh Fringe... Oh, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even know it existed, Emily. Really? At all. And when I started doing comedy, I went, you need to go Edinburgh. I was like, why? I'm in London. Yeah. Everything happens in London. Why have I got to go there? But yeah, there's two moments. When I did my first gig and I went to Edinburgh Fringe, I remember laying in bed, like... So much, so excited. I found what I wanted to do, like, kicking the sheets. And I go, like, It's like England winning the World Cup. <sighs> yeah, so it's, it's quite weird, because it's quite small. Even a bit So we're
1: in Rob Beckett's...
0: This is the street of It's like this one lot. here, the one with the van and the white car outside. Oh,
1: no. so Rob. Do you know who lives here now?
0: No, no idea.
1: Where yeah. was your bedroom?
0: The left one, the bigger one. Yeah. How do
1: you feel when you look at it, though? Do you feel... I don't
0: like it. I don't like... Why? Because I, I don't like someone else being in it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I understand I, that. I find it weird. Like I am um, oh, Goosey. Oh sorry, man. Yeah, I find it weird. Like, look, because like, that's one thing i never, I never really want to have, to have to sell my family home. Yeah. I want it to always to be there so that they can come back. Cause it's horrible. They sold it when it was like like twenty or something. So it's a bit horrible when.
1: And do they live near here now?
0: They've gone down to Margate now. Are they it's still together, your parents? Yeah, yeah, still together. This way. Hello, oh, doggy. Hello. Hello You're right. No. This is Sharon. Hello Sharon. Hi Sharon. Is that yours? Yeah, Elsie. Elsie. We're just showing her my old house. You were. Yeah, nice yeah. to see you too.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, this is funny, I got really scared around here once Emily because a dog was barking at me.
1: Oh, when you were young, really?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. little dog here was barking at me and I cracked myself.
1: Did you? Were you scared yeah. of them
0: then? Yeah, I was always a little bit scared of dogs just because my mum hated them so much.
1: Oh, it's Lungy Dog. Lungy Dog? Hello. Hello, that's the golden retriever. Yeah.
0: If we go back up here and do it right, we get back to that thing.
1: So you were saying about meeting Lou. Yes. Do you think, um, because obviously, you know, you guys moved in together and then you obviously knew quite soon, you were saying, but do you often think, well, that's nice because, uh, you know, I know that she's always been with me, basically, for the right
0: reasons. Well, yeah, exactly. I think it would be difficult now to uh, meet someone because you get... You, know, you get a lot more attention just because you do a bit of telly and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's not, it's lovely, and, like she keeps her feet on the ground, though, because I've got. See, basically, I I get very anxious, right, and get very sh- stressed, and I get nervous. So I really over prepare for everything I do. I make it look like I just walk out and I'm this bloke who just goes, Hello, I'm funny and all that. But it's all thought out and planned and Is organised, because like, yeah, the proper preparation. But right, so I get very anxious, so I try to have to do certain things. So if I'm Anxious and stressed and doubting myself, I listen to like these motivational YouTube videos. Eric Thomas, you've heard of them.
1: Do you, Rob? Yeah, yeah. I
0: couldn't imagine you doing that. Well, no, exactly. So I used to be quite embarrassed I did. And also, then I do mindfulness if I'm, if I'm worked up to calm down. So I do like basically mental uppers and downers through mindfulness or motivational videos. But it's Eric Thomas one, he's like, it's so over the top, so American, and you could be cynical and go like, it's like, you gotta believe and you can <laughs> achieve and all this stuff. And I used to listen to it and it worked for me but I never liked telling anyone so I'm embarrassed I thought it was a bit stupid yeah. until I interviewed Anthony Joshua and Romesh,
1: oh, yeah. and he
0: said he listens to it and Romesh said he did as well and I'm like do you know what <laughs> I think oh, it might right. be a good thing to do so it made me like to know that other people that are successful look Anthony Joshua goes in a fight so if, he's used, if, he's, if he's good enough yeah. for him and, and Romesh He's taken over the world. He's...
1: You know, you look at the England team and you think how that's just an accepted part of their work now. That whole thing about you have to confront the past to conquer it. Yeah, and,
0: and like that Jordan Pickford interview was amazing when he was talking. They might do a coffee there. Oh, yeah, let's get a coffee, Rob. Yeah, bean to yeah. cup coffee. Look. Why did we get the coffee, Rob? I don't know, it said bean to cup, lavazza. Oh, we've got a lavazza machine.
1: <gasps> oh, Rob. Now, oh, let's like? get a cup of oh, oh, Rob, you don't have but, to. The
0: lavazza's on me. This is my birthday treat. It's your birthday I'm, treat. You've had a Lavazza from a co-op <laughs> in South East London. Aren't you lucky? This How is an antidote to all your Richmond Park Hampstead Heath recorders. You go, oh, look at the deer. And I'm listening to it, I'll oh, piss off, look at the deer. Since you got into telly in the 90s when it was full of money, you could get an house in Hampstead for six grand, giving it the bigger. What would you like? Flat
1: white, latte?
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go for a flat white while you- Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm going to have a latte. Okay.
0: Oh yeah, It's it was... a lot of syrup, isn't
1: it? Yeah, but don't look. You know okay. what? It's like the bacon sandwich. Don't yeah. look at the pig being killed.
0: Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, you're right. You
1: must you must not know how the pig is killed. <laughs> we don't we don't want to see. How turn it's that killed. syrup
0: on in there. Yeah. So.
1: Apologies to any vegetarians listening.
0: Well, well, well you can't say a pig being killed because they'll get upset. I'm not making them. If you if you're a vegetarian, you cannot stomach the words pig being killed. Sorry. Pigs might fly. Are we I say that? Oh, they're not. <laughs> what well, if pigs don't like hearts? This Can I desert. tell you a funny thing? Oh. When I, You know, about the look at me, Gene. Yeah, when the yeah, first yeah. I first started doing comedy, obviously, you're just a bright light in your face, just doing comedy. Yeah. And I used to work in an office and I hated it so much, and I used to love doing comedy. When I used to go to the toilet, because they had spotlights in the toilet, you know, I'm like, like that. I used to stand underneath them and look at them so they blinded me like I was on stage. How tragic is that? I used to just go to the toilet, stand under a light, and look at it because it took. That's it, it like full form of mindfulness. That mo- in that moment, it took me away from the office and on stage. And did you think... When well, I walk on stage, Emily, I go, oh, thank God for that. Do you? That's, how I, that's my feeling, as I walk on, I go, oh, relax. All you've got to do is be funny. There's no other stress.
1: I can't believe that about the toilet. That's it's amazing. It's sad, isn't it? It's
0: really sad.
1: Well, no, maybe it's just that you were just incredibly driven, though, weren't you? That you had a sense that...
0: But basically, I've never been good at anything, and I found something that was half decent at, because I kept on winning competitions. Yeah. So I, Literally, everything else didn't exist, and I just all I did was comedy. I used to research what like other comics were doing at my stage, and if I weren't doing what they were doing, work at, like, I'd go, right, what was Russell Howard doing after three years? Right, I need to be doing better. What was Michael McIntyre doing it for you? I need to be doing that. And then I'd ring up the agent and go, how many uh, previews does Michael McIntyre do for a tour? 20, put me 30. So, and I'd ring up, what, what, uh, really? how many previews has Ramesh got in? 20, put me 30. So like, whatever they did, I had to do more, not, not just the same, I had to do more. But I, mean, I went to Adelaide really early on, because I won a competition, I died on my ass every night. But I did 20 hours on stage in that month that put me like two years ahead of all my contemporaries because I had the opportunity to learn how to do it, you know? And that sort of helped me at the beginning to go up a few levels Have because- Have you got your coffee? Yes. Now, what, I need to get my, are you sure?
1: Oh, where do I put oh, it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Old school, Emily, <laughs> <Yeah>. trying <laughs> to get people to
0: do it for you. Yeah? Just handing a card over like it's did. <laughs> You just put it in the machine, you're right, and then you put your... It's conceptless down here, don't worry. You've not gone to 1970s Russia. <laughs> you're, you're just out for the Thames.
1: i just <laughs> handing over my thank car, thank you, I'm so sorry. Thank you very much. Do you want me to take these for a while? I'm worried that you're having to do all the heavy mm-hmm. lifting. All right. So I was going to say, your decision to go back on stage, you know, I'm fascinated by that, the point where you are differently wired, I would say, yeah. to most people, and that's what separates yeah, you. Yeah, I think yeah,
0: people will be funny, but it's just I just I don't know, I just I find it as the purest form of mindfulness. Because the point of mindfulness is that you just focus on your breathing. You get rid of everything else in your brain so you can relax because you just you've only got to focus on one thing rather than, oh what about my mortgage, what about this, what about that, what about this. I don't get bogged down in trying to change the world or a huge narrative arc. I just make sure that every time I stop talking, they're laughing. Or they're laughing while I'm talking. That, and that's all I've got to do. And that relaxes me so much because it makes my life simple. The one thing, and, I've, and I, like to be, I like to do everything right, so I know I'm doing it right if that happens. It's sort of just, for me, it's just simple. But what if they don't laugh? How would be do funnier. You? Think of something else, say something else. But be just, but I know they will. It's like saying to a boxer, what if you lose? I won't. I will be funny. I might not be the funniest I've ever been, but I will always be funny, whether they want it or not. I just is think it that's. It's similar in
1: some way to the sportsman's genetic makeup, weirdly, because there's a sort of high adrenaline yeah. thing, there's a performance thing, and crucially I think there's the ability to there's resilience essentially, yeah. isn't
0: there? Well no, but I know, obviously I know that sometimes I will do gigs, so I won't be funny. This is mental, but right. I'm not very good at knowing when someone don't like me. Right? Which I think helps me on stage, right? <laughs> Two stories. Yeah. One, I cannot tell you I don't think I've met anyone that's not like me. Right? Ever. I know that's wrong. I know that's wrong. I, I fully accept that there are people <laughs> out there that have met me and hate me. That's just life, yeah? But I couldn't tell you they are. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Really? I can't pick up on... The first time I did Mock the Week, they went... The warm-up guys went, oh, they've been a bit arse you. Went, are they? But from our world, being arse is giving me a wry look <laughs> or talking over me. When they, they said it's intimidating, and I thought before Mock the Week, Dara O'Brien lifts you up by your throat and goes, you talk over me, I'll cut you. That, is intimidating and he's not he was lovely he was really nice at the end of the first week well done just don't swear as much cheers great advice you know what I mean so I I don't don't really find that sort of thing intimidating
1: so you I'm interested in that idea of not thinking because I think that's a superpower that's the one I would choose if mm. I could choose one sadly I have the opposite thing I think everyone hates me (laughs) but no I really do and I think and you have to fight that because I think that is quite that stops you doing everything it stops you Creating things, it stops you meeting yes. people. It means you're host, and that is part of that uh, mindfulness thing. You have to just sort of say, "Well, I'm
0: super positive. Yeah, I I'm always, and also I'm very resilient. So like, I'll just like, if it goes wrong, I plough on. Like, just plough on. Like, I will just plough on. I will drag myself onto a gig, even if I don't want to, even if I'm knackered, and I'd rather turn up and do it and be crap than not have done it and waited two weeks and do one to be good. Do you know what I mean? Because I think you just learn more.
1: And how do you deal with... You say you do mindfulness, and I'm impressed yeah. that you do that. So. You put something on Instagram, yes. and it was a post. And I, I'm going to be honest, when I saw it, I thought... I was surprised that you put that. Yeah. And, do you want to explain what it was? Well, yeah, it was
0: just a... Basically, it's a post saying... Basically, I've got a lot of friends and family that have killed themselves, right? And I know you're supposed to go, they took their own lives and all that. Oh, that's the political rectum. No, didn't they kill themselves? And I just, I, I just think... What is it, the fact that like Twelve men a day in the UK commit suicide, right? absolutely mental it's the biggest killer of men under like 40 or something right? and it's so prevalent and I've lost friends and family to suicide on Twitter I just try and be funny on Twitter but a lot of people are trying to change the world so one week it's Syria one week it's Brexit one week it's this one week it's Trump and, you know I don't want to name names but there's people a lot of comedians especially in my generation that think they're like Change the world, but all that happens is it just turns into noise, white noise, because you, you, you can't pick a new thing you care about each week just because it's in the news yeah. and you want to try and get So, like, I just think that's why it cut through a bit more. And like, people, you were surprised. And that's why I had like 60, 000, it's only like 60,000.
1: And what you were saying, we should say what you said, it was the thing you wrote, oh, yeah. which was
0: you said. Oh, I think, lads, I think basically, lads and ladies, the yeah. summer's coming. Basically, don't just don't believe everything you see on Instagram, it's all lies. Yeah. Or like made to look better.
1: Actually, the reason that I picked up on it was because I think it was oddly more powerful, you doing that. That's what Because I don't associate, you know, I don't see you as someone who's sort of, I'm in a retreat in Thailand. So I sort of thought, right, okay. And I do think there'd probably be people that think, oh, okay, that's good to that it's okay to feel a yeah. bit weird
0: sometimes. Well, that's what I just focus, you know, it starts... Uh, all I want to do is be funny. Like I said before, you don't want to be that person that turns into, like, a social warrior. Yeah. Which, but I don't, but I do think sometimes it's nice to do it now and again. And I, after I did it, I shouldn't have done that. I just want to be a comedian. I should be funny. But a lot of people have been in content and said it really was nice thing to read and hear and stuff. Yeah. And also, I do give off, like, on telly, hey, I'm just... Cheeky, chappy, relaxed, weird. But then there are some times when I do feel really down and use certain things to make myself feel better. So, like, so when I first did I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here on ITV2. that
1: was your real, that was yeah. what broke you. That yeah. was your game changer. And wasn't I could tore off
0: the back of that basically, yeah. you know, just built from there. But you're like, I got so down, like, depressed after that because there was so much pressure, stress, and I was anxious, and really? it went OK, but not very well. I got a lot of hate on Twitter and stuff, where I'm used to it now, but, like... And also, everyone
1: likes on. you, so that's not fair.
0: Yeah, exactly. I've never <laughs> met anyone doing? that don't like me. Who are these guys are Sometimes they go, oh, you disgusting, ugly butt. And I go, so I look in the mirror, I, think, I look all right that. Like, what are they saying? I'm not. Yeah, so I was really down. So what I did, I went to the doctors and said I felt like that, and then I went on the NHS to... Have some, I had to fill out a form of how I felt I had some counselling sessions like six counselling sessions that brought me right down just talking yeah. about stuff because I didn't have anyone to talk to really and then I read the Ruby Wax book which is amazing Love that. New World Yeah I saw a tour which was really good and then I did loads of CBT stuff didn't work for me then I found this YouTube mindfulness thing that works Really? So whenever I'm just, I use that and then when if I'm not confident I, I listen to motivational stuff
1: And that worked in the sense of you were saying like when you got down, when you were doing that, do you think that was, you know, they distinguish it then, they say environmental sort of stress and depression rather than sort of chemical, I suppose. So do you think you were responding a bit to this weird situation? Because fame is very unnatural.
0: I I think I've got a slight propensity for chemical in day-to-day stuff, but not really. I'm quite happy day-to-day, but I react to environmental sort of stuff. So that was a huge life event. Everyone as well thought I was like a multimillionaire. Because I've done one bit of telly, yeah. which I'm, I'm not even that now. Like I've done loads, of, I've been doing it for like eight more years. Like, but as soon as you do one bit of telly, I remember I was on the bus and heard my mates going, how much do you reckon you got paid for that, one or two million? I was like, <laughs> you could not be further from the truth. So it was just like a lot of pressure. And then I was like, jungle teeth, geezer. <laughs> it's jungle teeth, geezer. So it was just stressing me out. But then also I went there. That I, is, the I
1: mean, you laugh at it and I know you're very... But there is something if we're going to be honest slightly dehumanising about fame as well because yeah. th- if you're not used to it, it I suppose you're not prepared for it and suddenly it's like yeah that's what you become and the, the thing was always to do comedy wasn't it I mean to do stand-up is that where you're happiest oh, when yeah. you're
0: yeah. Everything else under else. the
1: toilet light as yeah. it were
0: that's, <laughs> yeah, that's your next fate, tour yeah. if, I, if everything got taken away it would probably be just stand-up just would that's you that's do favorite.
1: it regardless, even if you weren't paid
0: yeah but don't tell them that
1: <laughs> Lou your partner yeah what's she like I've met her a few times and she seems really nice I, I yeah. really she has a good energy around her I think oh she's, lo-
0: she's lovely yeah. she's so normal yeah. she's so nice she's so supportive and she's so she's not bothered about it at all so she's not like you know some people might be like a bit like football England wags a bit you know, like Rebecca Vardy at the World Cup is like Instagram everywhere if I was at the World Cup as a footballer Lou probably wouldn't even been in Russia yeah. She'll be home watching it, right? Like, yeah, so like she she's no interest in it. What she whatsoever. sounds like
1: a sort of Lee Max wife or one of those, oh, like just do, yeah. and just
0: like oh, shut up! Like, she said to me, like, coming out the tube, and I was all full of beans, and then she was like, Oh, you're so sickeningly positive, aren't you? And happy and confident, it's, it's disgusting, but it just oozes out of you, doesn't it? Like, and like, so she just really like knocks me down because I could,
1: you should have that as your Twitter bio, yeah.
0: Rob Rob
1: Beckett, sickeningly yeah. positive.
0: Well, yeah, but I am. Exhaust- someone said to me, I was at the pub and I was talking about, if you do this, to do that, you know, all these like, ideas, like, I mean, <laughs> you're exhausting, ain't not you? <laughs> like, well, that's <laughs> the ADHD, mate. Yeah.
1: But, it, normally, the tax you pay on hyper sunshine is, is storms. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah
0: so, I, yeah, so I'm aware of that, so I have to manage it mm. and uh, like, that's why I might manage it with like, mind- mindfulness and stuff like that, cause that but I was really struggling at the start of my career but now, because of, that's maybe a bit of comic I'd say more than sitting down writing jokes. is really? getting your head right because after a while you learn the basics. You know, you learn that where to stand, what to not, like those little basics and stuff. And you get good to a point.
1: So technically good, you mean? Yeah, technically yeah. good.
0: And obviously, I'm still got way, way to. I've got loads more to learn, and technically, loads more to learn. But you can get to a point where you can do 20 minutes in a club and learn, earn a living, right? But you'll be making mistakes all the time. But you're still a good comic yeah. and stuff. But to really push on, you do need to. That mental, it's the mental thing, like that pressure of you know. You got thousands of people watching. You, you're like, you got to just you got to believe in yourself so much because if you if you don't, why should anyone else? You got to walk out. I do that singing show, right? I like run all together yeah, now. Yeah, it's like BBC One. Yeah. Like I look back on stuff. Go, how did I do that? Because that scares. Thinking of doing stuff like that scares me now. But it's like Saturday night prime time, and I'm like the main O's. So it's like, like I just get myself when I did it. I was like, I get in the zone and just do it. But like when, but when I look back at now, I go, I can't believe I did that. Like it's weird. Like I'm, it's like I'm looking at a different person doing it's it because if. When you're just, you know, moping around the house and you're pair of bottoms, you don't really feel like you can yeah. go on and be like this person. No, it's a
1: huge... Sh- it's like it's a sort a of four-size type you know, big Saturday mm. night, shiny Forsyth. But yeah. I think you're so good on that. And I think why I like it, and why I like you as a performer, and the first time I saw your kind of comedy, I really liked you, is because I think you're authentic. You yeah. know when you see someone and you think... Well, that's a shtick, but it's yeah, not really yeah. who you are, because we all know what you're really like, yeah. and we all yeah. know people like that. The person that you inhabit on a stage or in a TV studio, or whatever, is so so similar to this guy here walking in Chiselhurst. Yeah,
0: I just think it's easier because you don't. It's not you don't have to keep up a little lie. And also, my worst fear is to get a massive gig on telly, right? And after. Oh, let's it. just end
1: the podcast there, and then <laughs> and then we'll put that out, and then your no, agent no. will be really happy. So the trailer will be Rob Beckett says my worst fear oh, yes. is to get a massive gig on TV. Yeah. Okay, that no, was but, Rob
0: Beckett. <laughs> but but doing like a bit of shtick that you hate, yeah. and you have to do for fifteen years. That is my idea of hell. Yeah, right. So that is that's we, what we know. feels me good dread. And there's some certain people you could know. Yeah. A oh doggy look, here, look, Was he on his own? This dog. He's a lone no, wolf. No, he's got, he's a Hello. Hello mate, you alright? Good, are you? You're not too bad. On the singing show, I went, right, this is a big Saturday night thing, right? It could be quite a big deal if I do well here. Yeah. But I'm not going to try and second guess what a Saturday night presenter should be. I'm going to walk out and be unapologetically me. Yeah. And do whatever I want to do. And if they want it, they want it. If they don't, they don't. And I'll leave it at that.
1: Yeah, you know? exactly. I Should,
0: it? should yeah, do a left? Yeah, let's go here? up here. And then <laughs> l- lucky they liked it. But if they didn't, I would have been like, all right. I don't think I'm too desperate to impress sometimes. I'm like... Just like, I was just... Well, I didn't
1: say that, Rob.
0: (laughs) I always said, if I could earn 30 grand a year, I'd be ecstatic, right? And just, look, I can earn a living through comedy. It's the best job in the world. And also, like, the best bit is, when you're really busy, it's like being, like, what is in quote mark, successful, while, you know, you do a tour and you're on telly a bit. Like, that is really hard, because you're working all the time. But the worst case scenario is they don't want you anymore. You go back on a circuit, you work three days a week. And you still earn all right. How much money do you need? Like, you know, how much fame or money do you need? I feel like I've won already, and like as long as I can do gigs, I've won. The rest is a bit of a bonus. I'm not, and I said that I was did mock the week. Like, who was it? Ed Gamble or something? Mock the week went. Oh, I'm a bit nervous, about it. he said, "Oh, don't worry about it." Yeah. I thought, well, what But we I go, what's the worst that could happen? He went, well, they just it was like he said something like, "Well, they don't want you anymore, and you're never on it I go, I oh, will open a shop or something. But like, do you know what I mean? Like I'll find something else to do. Do I, you think you would? I can see you doing
1: that. I thought I'm
0: a calf. a calf. I'll open a calf. <laughs> calf.
1: I'd
0: have a calf or a little, yeah, a little calf.
1: Yeah, I think you probably nice. would grow up. Like, now you've got kids as well. Do you, I wanted to ask you about your kids. So, you've got two kids. Now that you're going to have a bit of cash, mm-hmm. their lifestyle is going to be probably a bit different to yours, Rob, yeah. growing up. And it always makes me laugh. Like, you know, Chris Rock always has that thing about, oh, no, I've got, you know, I yes, hate rich kids. am that's, that's what I'm
0: a bit worried I am worried about that because, you know, it's not even just like the it, more money as such. It's just like the opportunities they'll have now and, like, I heard a really good thing about it, though, because know, I was worried, it made me laugh. Jerry Seinfeld was talking about it to uh, Kevin Hart. Oh, on Monday's yeah. podcast, and both, and he was saying that, his, Kevin Hart's daughter was going, Daddy, we're rich, aren't we? We're rich. Aren't we rich? And he was like, no, we're not, we, I've worked really hard, and all this, you know, the classic stuff. And then Seinfeld said something funny, when his kids say to him, go, we're rich, Dad, aren't we? He goes, no, I am. <laughs> You're not. I love her. I'm rich. He yeah. goes, yeah, but Daddy, we go on, like, nice holidays together, it's funny. He goes, yeah, yeah, because I'm there. <laughs> When you go on holiday, you don't, because you're not rich. I'm rich. You're not rich. (laughs) I like that. You know, but that's the thing. Jim Jeffries has got a funny thing about it as well. Where he goes, you want he doesn't want his kids to sort of be ungrateful and stuff like that. But on holiday. He used to go to, like, caravan holidays. It's, you know, like, a bit like me, or normal hol- normal buttons holidays. And then his kids... But when he wants to go on holidays, he's obviously got to take his kids. But he wants to... He's earned money and worked really hard. He wants to be on, like, the desert island with the <laughs> cocktail, like that. But obviously his kids have to be there. So he's sitting there, going, I've worked really hard for this, and looking at his kid going, oh, you lucky little... <laughs> look at you with your cocktail and the beat. But I just think, as long as they understand, like, that they're lucky and it's, like... And not to be wasteful, do you know what I mean? But... Yeah. I'm quite, like... Relaxed like that, but I will. I do lose my shit if they are like. Do you waste for a bit like not appreciative? I, I can
1: imagine you're quite. Are you are you quite strict?
0: I'm the stricter one. Out. Lulu just laughs when they're being <laughs> naughty. But my one of my daughters is basically me, and she's absolutely insane. Is she? So we have to calm her down. Yeah. So she's the, so cheeky, and has just, she
1: got the look at me, Jean.
0: Yeah, it's bad. I caught her in the bathroom looking <laughs> at the spotlight. <laughs>
1: Are you a crier, Rob?
0: Not that I've like, you know, people go, I've not cried for 15 years or something, but not, 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 not regularly. Like since having kids has got worse, not worse, that's the wrong way of putting it. It's more common just because of like, if I cannot watch anything now of like a kid going missing or anything bad happening to a kid. So now basically as you get older, what happens is I think more things open up that will make you cry that you're oh, not aware yes. that you were bothered about so <laughs> like or like losing like you know if you lose like a, pe- like a parent or so. and then you, there's something with that, someone losing a parent in it or something like that I imagine the more the, as you get older the more life experience you have more yeah. stuff and, but yeah I would, I would say yeah I do I will, I will cry for Anita I won't like put it off I can't watch like the comic relief like the videos and all that well
1: that's because you're presenting it <laughs>
0: <laughs> in the studio mate <laughs> yeah <they're> absolutely blubbing <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, now I'm, we've got a churro with a purple pie right, and see if you can eat it quicker than Damien Rice. <laughs> Welcome back to Comic Relief,
1: Miranda Hart's here. Cool. You've got a show with Romesh, who's a really good mate of yours, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's,
0: that's brilliant, so yeah. much fun. Just, Just hanging about your mate.
1: Yeah, it's brilliant. It's called
0: Rob and Rom meets and yeah. Sky One and we're going to meet all these people. So we get to travel, went to Jamaica, met Usain Bolt going That's, to the America you to watch, meet your heroes? To watch the NFL
1: hey I've got to tell you I remember when I first met you you oh. probably don't I do a radio show with Frank Skinner
0: yes I remember it was I was coming in for my pilot and you said I look like a Kennedy
1: well yeah <clears> because <throat> you came into the studio yeah. and could say hello I think because Steve Hall or Matt Ford was in there yeah and someone said oh this is Rob Beckett yeah and I said, oh, you, you look like a Kennedy, one yeah. of the Kennedys. <laughs> and you really do, I think. Really? Yeah. i take
0: that as a compliment.
1: Well, you really do. But that was another thing I wanted to say. Part of your shtick yeah. and part of the guy's shtick on, you know, cats with Jimmy and yeah. if you're being interviewed by Jonathan or a Romesh, yeah, is this whole thing, oh, Rob's teeth and all yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I think you're very conventionally good-looking, but I think you sort of, I wonder whether you realise that that's not as funny. So, oh, obviously, yeah. Yeah, so you almost play that down a bit and this whole thing where you're like, oh yeah, look at my teeth, look at that, and it's like...
0: Oh, oh thank you, that's very kind of you to say. I think I'm growing into my face because someone tweeted me a picture of me five years ago on telly and uh, my face is a bit thinner and just my teeth looked twice as big as they do now. So hopefully I'm growing into it and, I, and it'll look, <laughs> and it'll, you know, I'll look better. But, um, no, I, I don't, you know, I don't think, I, I don't think I'm as uh, bad looking as, uh, as I make out, but basically I just point out all my flaws which is funny and then I ex- extenuate and be like, I had to put a video up of me on a rocking chair on Instagram and it broke after yeah. the England game silly thing about Ikea and Sweden silly oh, that really made me but laugh I, I saw that because really like, I look laugh. in it about 50 stone I've got a white t-shirt <laughs> I look the worst I've ever looked right and I looked at it and Lou went oh, do you want me to put it up I was like yeah because I, I can't yeah. go Instagram's all lies and then start editing myself and changing my t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I put up loads of unflattering photos of me online because I don't care. One, I'm married anyway. Two, even if I weren't, I don't give a shit. And yeah. also as well, if if I was in the market, people see me go, do you know what? You should see him in a flesh, he's alright. So if you put awful stuff up online, in the <laughs> flesh, you're an absolute 10 out of 10 because the expectations are so low hey maybe
1: that's what people should do on tinder yeah because if you can get them to agree to exactly meet you,
0: and then Rob, you turn that's up that's the one that's the way that's how I'd do it and that I, yeah, is and I just so think, much better but the thing is I, I wouldn't be as funny if I was if I had like, a six pack and was properly ripped. do you think so nah why because it you start because you just at once my sort of thing is just like a bit more relaxed and just don't take yourself too seriously but I mean, obviously, if I you know, got a bit more in shape, that's fine, but if I was absolutely ripped bit would Romesh be as funny if he had straight eyes, was super thin and fit, and smiled? He wouldn't have an act. To be fair as well, though, it's not hard, because I do just live where I grew up. I do just go like, if I, me I just go Nando's, like, I can't, neither, neither, I can't be bothered, to go, like, go Nando's or Harvester. And like, even in Harvester, we go, this is shit, in it, but it's near. Bob, we're going to finish up now. I could
1: have talked to you for hours, but well, oh, there's was another fun, dog coming. Another what's dog.
0: That's an dog. It's a classic South London dog that is. What is
1: that? Is that a Staffy? I think.
0: He's really lovely. Looks like Paddington. They goodness. are. The thing, the problem with Staffies is we all had them in my family. Did you? My aunties did. They're but lovely. But you didn't have dogs. But they're, yeah. so, they're just so loyal and bad people oh. just make them be loyal in oh, a bad way. Hello. I oh, Hi. Right, I think it's a bit big for a staffie. Is that a Staffy? Sure, he's a bit of a yeah, he's a big yeah. staffie, isn't yeah. he? Really. Oh, really? Oh, fair enough. Oh. He's a big boy, isn't <laughs> he? Oh, well, thank you very much. Oh, well, I've Oh, OK. I enjoyed it. So I've really loved
1: seeing you. I'll and i think Goose back. We're going to give the dog back. I've yeah. loved chatting to you. That's no, been fun, Because it? it's confirmed everything I suspected, which is that you are one of the nicest men in comedy and the funniest, because oh, you know what—that's
0: very kind. Of, I, I, I know that's all you I care about. I think you're overblowing it.
1: I'm really not. I think I'm really not. You sure? Yeah.
0: I'm sure you say it to everyone.
1: I don't. I promise.
0: You said that to Dynamo.
1: <laughs> Did I say you're <laughs> yeah, the he only does magic. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope you enjoyed listening to that, and do remember to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.